4: And a good Thursday morning, Eagles fans. The countdown is on for the big matchup versus the Dallas Cowboys on Christmas Eve Saturday. So, yeah, a little uh, different schedule that we're all working with. Scheduled to uh, keep you company for the next hour, our Mac and Mac. And it'll be Mac and Double uh, B because uh, Johnny Mac's running over to talk to the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, hey, John Mac, uh, you got a chance to talk to the coordinators of the philadelphia eagles on a good wednesday rather than a good tuesday everybody uh any happy of the...
6: happy wednesday oh happy. happy
4: excuse me my bad yeah. uh, not a good a happy. we
6: got a happy uh wednesday by the way
4: all right instead of a happy tuesday were you happy after the session did any of the coordinators actually drop a little knowledge for you
6: yeah i mean shane's good behind the cameras not in front of the cameras i always say so you always get a lot from uh shane Steichen, and um but again most of it's off the record uh jg i mean that was a good game so um not much to from the defensive perspective it was a good game um so just a little nitpicking uh from his perspective but i mean you know that it's a thirteen and one team, so I, I think the bigger news yesterday, Jody, was the Pro Bowl team. And I say it from this: I mean, the Eagles makes sense. I mean, they're they're thirteen and one, their the best team in the NFL. So they had a league high eight guys going to the Pro Bowl. They had nine alternates. They had nine alternates. So I'm, I'm saying. And by the way, that doesn't include Dallas Goddard and CJ Gardner Johnson because their injuries kind of pushed them aside. And they still had 17 players who were in the mix to be pro book. I was joking. You can't have an all-star at every position. The Eagles made a run at it. They made a (laughs) run at it for the first. And this is the first time I don't, I, I think anybody is, this roster is, is unbelievable. So I think it starts with Howard Roseman, to be honest. And everything is kind of, Fit together perfectly, very similar. But I would even say more so than 2017 because they've gotten splash players this time. You know, forget about Chris Long and LaGarrette Blunt, and everybody talks about it. those were great players and they fit really nicely. But we're talking about Hassan Reddick and AJ Brown this time around to they, they go along with all the players that fit forget about the James Bradbury's of the world. Um, This team is so talented. And it just made me, I knew it, but it made me think about it when I saw that number, and I was like, wow, wow, 17.
4: they have the most talented roster in the National Football League. Anybody wants to argue that? Yeah, just check the the Pro Bowl results, starters, uh, reserves, and uh, alternates It's just, there's only 22 starters, Okay. And as you just <laughs> exactly. mentioned, 17 exactly. of them are Eagles and two more, two guys who would have certainly been in the mix if they weren't injured yeah. as they selected the team. Well, that's just...
6: And if you flesh it out further, Jody, now one was Rick Lovato. So he's a specialist. So take him out. So 16 out of 22, you mentioned 22 starters. Yeah. I'd got her, who, who should have made the, but still should have made it. TJ Hawkinson was the backup. Great player. I love him as a player. But Dallas is better and Dallas had a better season. Dallas is a better player. And if he was just stayed healthy, he would have easily made it as the the backup probably to George Kittle. He probably would have been the backup. But um and, but you know George was hurt a little bit early in the season, so who knows. CJ would have made it. Um you know, leading the league and I think he still leads the league. I have to check that. I haven't, you know, cuz he hasn't played in so long. Uh but he was leading the league in interceptions when, when he went down. Uh, the biggest snub by far was T.J. Edwards. That's a pedigree thing. He, he didn't even get named an alternate, so he doesn't even count in this mix. I mean, it, it's really 19 out of 22 from my perspective uh, if, if, if you take out the injuries and just people's insanity. Um, it, it, it's It's amazing. They
4: they have gotten their rewards for the unbelievable season that they've had. Uh, the reason why I asked you first about the coaches yesterday is awards are nice. The game against Dallas, to me, on Sunday is more important than uh, Pro Bowls or individual awards. And you said Shane Steichen didn't give you all a lot on the record, no more off the record, and JG didn't have a lot to say. All right, then I'll ask you. Dallas Cowboys, if you just look at what their defense has done – you would say well you want to try and uh throw the ball against the cowboys because they've been very good against the run statistically uh excuse me uh, the other way around they've been very good against the pass this year statistically but last week trevor lawrence just iced and sliced them and made jay uh, uh, jones look like a uh, pro bowl level type player with three touchdown passes Um, They didn't play to the form of what the Cowboy defense has been about all year long. Last week, after the game was over and done with, we heard from Coach Sirianni, um, they did what they did because of the matchups. They thought the matchups favored them to attack the Chicago Bears the way they did. And it didn't play quite the way that the Eagles coaching staff thought it was going to coming into the game. The Bears defense did some things that surprised them as well. Um, so, what is the game plan against the Dallas Cowboys this week when Eagles have the ball offensively? Is it going to be run heavy because the Dallas Cowboys can be run on? Are they gonna pass because they like their matchups against the Dallas secondary uh with the injury to the other corner across from Diggs uh, yeah I think that's after-
6: the I think that's the key and John Machota mentioned well there's two keys um one you know. Nick and Shane are like everybody else in this league, and they would rather pass than run, um, especially early. The thought process is, you know, pass to get to lead, run to finish the game. That's their thought process for the most part. Um, it, and, and Dallas, as John mentioned, uh, it really struggled, uh, is, is really struggling opposite Trayvon Diggs. So the Eagles noticed that as well. Plus, I mentioned it. The Eagles have a little bit, and they should, to be honest. They should. I mean, they think they can do what they want for the most part. They're thirteen and one, and 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 they will point out to you. And and I didn't love the game plan either. My my issues were mainly weather related, more than anything else. Um, AJ had a career high in receiving yards. Devontae had well over a hundred. Um, they did take advantage of the matchups. It took them a little while, but they did take advantage of the matchups. Um, I think they'll see what, you know, Dallas is kind of, it's funny how one, losing one player can make the wheels fall off. Um, and that's kind of what's happened in that Dallas secondary. And I think they're going to try to take advantage of it. Now we're, we're also going to, you know, even though the Eagles won't admit it, no Jalen Hurts again yesterday. We'll see if how far they push this, you know, if they try to put him out on the field and say it's going to be a game time decision or whatever. So, you know, you're, but you're probably going to be dealing with Gardner Minshew. Um, so, you know, Gardner's a little bit different. You're going to have more intermediate stuff, as I would say, more short stuff. Uh, I don't think you're going to be seeing those, would have become those trademark deep shots uh, from Jalen Hurts, who's been so good at it and dropping the football in the bucket. That's not what Gardner does. Well, he's more, go back to the Jets game last year is more intermediate. Um, and, 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 you know, DeMonte and AJ, AJ can do that as well. AJ can do that as good as anybody because of his big body and on the slants and we know Dallas Goddard and, and him had uh, a tremendous chemistry right off the bat, uh, so I think he'll be a big part, That the fact that he'll be big. Uh, he'll be back in this game. And I, I I bring up that Pro Bowl stuff for two reasons. One, because they named the Pro Bowl teams, but secondly, to point out that even if it's Gardner Minshew, he, he, he's got a great supporting cast, uh, great supporting cast. Best offensive line in football, Jeff Stoutland University, 100%. Either pro bowlers or alternates, 100%. I don't think I have ever remember that anywhere. Uh, Every single one of them. Um, Goddard, I mentioned how good he is. The receivers, Miles Sanders, pro bowler for the first time in his career. He's got a hell of a supporting cast, uh, even though he's a backup quarterback.
4: Understood. Uh, Eagles with eight pro bowlers, the most of any team in the National Football League tied for second Dallas Cowboys at seven. So uh, this is a showdown that should say a lot, not only about the rivalry that is Eagles Cowboys, the NFC East this year, where all four teams have a chance to make the playoffs, but just the NFL in general, two of the three teams with the most pro bowlers facing off. But it is a question as to who's going to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. We all are certainly heavily leaning toward believing that it's going to be Gardner Minshew and not Jalen Hurts. Didn't practice again yesterday, despite the fact that Jalen told us the day before. They felt fine. Fine. He emphasized. He said it twice. He didn't get out there and practice yesterday, so it doesn't look like he's going to play. Or will he? Or will he at least dress? you and I both agree that Nick Sirianni lives to try and find a competitive advantage by keeping information in the house and not letting the opponent know what's actually going on uh, within the Eagle walls. Is there any chance they dress Jalen Hurts and start Gardner Minshew?
6: If he, if he's dressed and he's playing, there is no way they're going to dress him as an emergency option uh, for Gardner Minshew. I mean, this is, You know, he he, this is this is now a deference player. This is, you know, he's probably not going to be the MVP, but he's, um, at worst, number two. I argue he is the MVP. No, he's not, he's not. If he's dressed and he's playing, and ultimately, I think he'll want to play, he'll push to play. Um, and the Eagles will say, Look. You know, you're not ready. Very similar to what happened against the Jets last year. All that week, he said he was playing. He said he was playing. And the Eagles had to take him aside and say, look, it's not – you're not healthy. You're not ready to go. Um, And I think a similar thing will happen this time. But we'll see. But if he's dressing, he's playing. There's no way he's just sitting out there watching Just
4: just checking to see how far the Eagles would take the uh, competitive advantage – peace of mind uh i'm i'm with you. i don't think they're gonna if you're right if he dresses he plays if he doesn't uh there's no inside information you can keep from the dallas cowboys we both believe it's going to be gardner Minshew. and all right why don't we tick off the entire streaming uh, audience today i i got bad news for you folks two years in a row nba mvp i said that uh, Nicole Jokic deserved it in the NBA over Joel Embiid, who came in twice, uh, two straight years second. By the way,
6: you're right, Jody. Uh, you said same, you believe the same thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got <laughs> to play to be the MVP.
4: And I, sorry to say, whether it's because the Eagles have everything clinched, they don't have everything clinched this year. So Jalen Hurts is going to be injured for this game and that's the reason he's not going to play they can say that he's well i'll ask you to make it a question again if jalen hurts if the eagles beat the cowboys this week behind gardner Minshew, does jalen hurts dress next week no no okay then guess what that doesn't count for me as an eagles decided jalen hurts doesn't play that's a jalen hurts didn't play because he was injured and if he listed, misses the last three games of the season and Patrick Mahomes continues to do Patrick Mahomes things, he's going to win the MVP and he should win the MVP. Because... Yeah, I agree
6: with you. I agree with you. I just talked about it with Dallas. I I get why Dallas and CJ didn't make the Pro Bowl team, um, but they're Pro Bowl level players. But they, they don't deserve to be on the Pro Bowl team because they got hurt. And that's, you know, playing is part of it. And um, yeah, I'm with you. Um, he's not going to win the MVP if he uh, if they sit him, and I, as I said, if the Eagles, you know, the context will get lost. It, I, I do believe if the Eagles needed this game, if this game was do or die for the NFC's title, I do believe Jalen would play. Um, they're being, ca- I think they're going to be cautious. Um, they're certainly being cautious if they win the game in, in your scenario and they sit him again next week and they sent, because I think if they win the game, Jody, we're not seeing Jalen hurts to the playoffs. I mean, I, 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 I certainly don't think he's playing in week 18, so they're going to, but that's caution. It's part of it though. I mean, when you talk about individual awards, it's part of it. And unfortunately, um, uh, if you're big into individual awards, the Eagles have bigger goals and they're not concerned about individual awards.
4: I would love to give credit to the person who came up with the quote, "I should know it, Shame on me for not knowing it. Um, but someone said, uh, the most important ability is your availability. And it's true specifically when you're talking about individual awards. If you're not playing, you're not compiling numbers, you're hurting yourself for individual awards, and if Jalen hurts, oh yeah. the last and, three and, games, and locally, no matter that's... what, it doesn't matter the reason for it. It's probably going to cost them the MVP.
6: Yeah, locally, that's Chip Kelly. Everybody get, but a thousand and seventy-five people said that before Chip Kelly. That's been around forever. But you're right, right that's a cliche. The best ability is availability. Um, yeah, I mean, for individual awards, that's a big part of it. A big, uh, big part of it.
4: And for weeks, I said Jalen should have been the MVP, certainly before the betting markets put him atop the pile and ahead of Patrick Mahomes, but he's probably going to come up now because of the... Can I just
6: throw this out there? Because there are going to be people that say, T.J. Watt made the Pro Bowl. Yes, he did. And he didn't deserve to make the Pro Bowl team, but there's also other aspects of it, uh, and reputation is one of them. And obviously, T.J., has a tremendous uh, TJ Watt. I'm talking about, not TJ Edwards. It's the exact opposite. TJ Watt has the big reputation, deservedly so. Former uh, Defensive Player of the Year, and that's part of it as well. But when you're when you have something like you're talking about, that's relatively even um, from a talent perspective or a season perspective, whatever you want to describe it as. Yeah, best abilities, about you got to be out there you got to be out there. He's
4: uh, John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. We are your Mac and Mac guys. We need to add a third Mac to the mix. Joining us next, the Voice of the Eagles pregame show. You're here on weekends on uh, WIP with Mike Sielski and that McDonald guy. Uh, Glenn Mac now going to join us next here on Birds 365. Stick around for Mac, Mac, and Mac.
3: Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $30,995 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Big Finish Sales Event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during
1: retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401Ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
4: I'm here on the Jacob BD YouTube channel with John McMullen, Jody McDonald. And joining us is the voice of the Eagles pregame show on their radio network. And you got your weekends on WIP. Uh, Glenn Mack now good enough to jump in with us. GMac. any truth to the rumor that as the Eagles pregame show host, you got a Pro Bowl nod yesterday?
6: <laughs> it's,
4: it's like everybody associated with the Philadelphia Eagles got a Pro Bowl nod yesterday.
9: I'm a little disappointed. I only got the alternate.
6: Yeah, <laughs> alternate. Uh, well, it's funny, Glenn. I always joke you can't have an a, a all-star level player at every position. The Eagles made a run at it. I mean, there's there's 22 starters, um, 17 pro bowlers and alternates. Uh, if you take Rick Lobato out, because he's a specialist. Um, but Dallas isn't in there because he got hurt. He's a Pro Bowl-level player. C.J. Gardner-Johnson's not in there because he got hurt. That's a Pro Bowl-level player. T.J. Edwards just got snubbed because he was undrafted, and people have that pedigree issue. Um, they They were close. They're as close as maybe I've ever seen. Well, it really speaks to the fact
9: that there is not a weak position group on this team, right? Their offensive line is great. Their defensive line is great. They have outstanding skill players. Their corners are terrific. Um, I, you know, I guess safety, if, if you have to find any position that's not strong, but it's not weak, they just don't have a single position-based weakness on the team, which is, I guess, how you get to get to uh, 13-1. and Exactly right. Kind of speaks
4: to the record the Eagles are coding these days. But they take their 13-1 record into Dallas, where they have not clinched the NFC East yet because the Cowboys have been pretty good. They still need one more win in their last three games. They'd love to get it this week so they could have the flexibility of doing whatever the hell they want during the last two weeks of the season. But it looks like it's going to be Gardner Minshew at the helm. Or is it? Jalen Hurts is talking as if he can play. The coach is leaving the door open to the possibility he's going to play. I asked this question to uh, the guests we've had her on uh, Bird Three Sixty Five and my WIP show the other night. Percentage chance Jalen Hurts starts the game against the Cowboys on Saturday? Out of a hundred? Yeah,
9: two. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> That's <what laughs> it, Exactly two. the number uh, I got. Uh, is that right? Not two out of ten. Two out of a hundred. No. Listen, we've all been through this before. This is coaches playing games like well you know he might be ready Dallas better prepare and Dallas has to I guess have some degree of a game plan for Hertz but I think in Dallas they're 98% sure he's not going to play so they're putting they're putting their energy into Minshew which is really what they ought to do and I it's gamesmanship I've seen it a million times
6: as have you yeah, I think I put it at ninety-seven point nine percent originally, Glenn. So I was slightly That, that wrong. he will, that he will, that he will, will not. Uh, well, you're I, you're you know, slightly more optimistic than yeah. us by uh, one tenth of one uh, percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gardner Minshew, though, uh, you know, I think he's mm-hmm. one of the better uh, backup quarterbacks in this league. Um, he's had a ton of starting experience. Granted, with a bad team at, at the time in Jacksonville. Um, has good numbers. We, we saw him against the Jets. Now everyone says, and Jody knows that pain, it's just the Jets, but he played really effectively. Um, in, in the one, you know, the week 18 game, I kind of throw out because uh, the Eagles played the JV, so to speak. So he was very effective um, in his one opportunity. He's not, I don't think he's going to be overcome by the moment. And we just talked about the supporting cast. Jeff Stoutland University won 100%. You know, everybody's a pro bowler or an alternate. Dallas Goddard's back. He was very effective with Gardner Minshew in that Jets game. The receivers, Miles Sanders, pro bowler for the first time. That's a heck of a supporting cast. Uh, there's still hope to win this game, right? Oh gosh, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Listen, I think Minshew's in a great
9: position um, because when you are that backup, you always want to prove something that you deserve to be a starter in the league. And as you said, John, his starting numbers are pretty good. I, I think last the last season he started, it was eleven games, maybe sixteen touchdowns, five interceptions, something like that. a rating in the nineties. I mean, that's pretty good. And you are in a bad team, and so that's that's very good. Um, I think that. He's going to know his limitations. They're going to know his limitations, right? The game plan is going to change. He's not going to run like Jalen Hurts did, which I'm sure the Cowboys are delighted about. But he's a good thrower. He's a very good short thrower. I don't know what the over-under is yet, if they've established it on Dallas Goddard receptions. Whatever it is, I'm taking the over. Yeah. Dallas Goddard is Dallas going to have eight or ten catches yeah. in this game. It's a great game for a tight end. And the Eagles... Last time, we'll see if they can do it again, did a terrific job of playing off of Micah Parsons' aggressiveness, right? They got him going one way, full head of steam, and then they went the other way. Now, if they can get him in that same kind of confused situation again, listen, I think they're going to win this game. I, I believe in the concept, guys, and we've seen it before, when a star player goes out, the other guys kind of can pick it up for a week or two. I've seen it with quarterbacks many, many times. Man. I mean, I, you know, Nick Foles is the ultimate example, and I don't want to go there; that that would be uh, unholy. But I do. I do. <laughs>
6: That's. <laughs> By the way, Nick's going to start this week. I know. Uh, God that, bless that's him. Awesome. Yeah, God yeah, bless that's him. Awesome. But
9: but I do think they're going to get a real lift. Uh, not they're going to get a lift. They will cause themselves to lift up and carry their quarterback through this now, game. I really believe
6: it. You mentioned Micah, though, Glenn. And you're right. Nick Sirianni said it all that week. He said it behind the scenes, and then he finally said it in front of the camera, so I can say it now. He said, if you can't block them, read them. Yeah. And, and and that's what the Eagles did. <clears throat> but a big part of that is Jalen Hurts. I yeah. mean, Jalen Hurts' ability to 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 take the football out of the gut of Miles Sanders, you've you got to – account for that. Gardner's mobile, but he's not that mobile. No.
9: So. no don't ask him to do what he can't do. So, dump yeah. off, screen passes, find the tight end short. You know, maybe maybe they throw a little bit more to the running backs than they've done. I think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be a lot of some slant passes, a lot of six-inch, six-inch, six-yard passes that they hope break for 25. All
4: right. If you, me, and Johnny Mack are right, Glenn, about uh, Jalen Hurts not playing this week, And we're all kind of right. I haven't made my official prediction yet, but I am leaning toward the Eagles finding a way to win under Gardner Minshew. And they have two weeks where they're playing for nothing. And Jalen's got a shoulder issue, we'll call it, instead of an injury. He doesn't see the field. He sits for four straight weeks. At some point, the Eagles are going to play again. It'll be the second round of the playoffs because they've got the bye in the first round. Any worry for Rust on the Eagles' MVP candidate starting quarterback?
9: You know, I worry about that stuff less than I used to. I don't entirely discount it because that would be more than a full month. I think the next time, I mean, they're going to start the playoffs the week of January twenty yeah, twenty one. So the
6: weekend of twenty uh, first and twenty second. Twenty
9: first, twenty second, right? So I mean, that's all. That is a long way off, and I I, I don't discount Rust. But I'm also the guy who used to say, you know, you got to play these guys some in the preseason or they're not going to be ready for the season. And you know what? They are. I'm the guy who always said, you know, like you got to hit in practice or they're not going to be able to hit in the games. And you know what? They're fine. So I worry about that kind of thing a lot less than I used to because I've been wrong so much with what I always took as the old school football they got to play. So maybe he can sit in the Barco lounge for the next six weeks eating popcorn watching Netflix and get out there and win a game
6: yeah it's funny because I was like you Glenn as well you need to play in the preseason you got to get some time in the preseason and then it was a coach who you know said to me college has been doing it for years and, and I it just stopped me in my tracks and I'm like yeah they have. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah it, it's when you have people that think outside the box it's it tends to be a good thing. And the league has changed, so everybody uh, goes in that direction as well.
9: Yeah, what I'd like, assuming that they beat if if they beat Dallas, what I would like to see, I guess, if he's healthy, is almost the preseason thing of where he plays a quarter against New Orleans and sits down. But I don't think they would do that. I don't. No. They're either going to play him or they're not.
6: You know, I EJ Smith from the thequirer. I was talking to him in the locker room, uh, and he brought up an interesting point. I want to throw at you Glenn and he said what you know Jalen Hurts isn't Hurts in Chicago and he's 100% they go in this game uh, the Eagles are going to win the NFC they're going to get the number one seed Um, there's a very good chance that the Eagles are going to see the Cowboys again in January that matchup that 4-5 matchup it's probably going to be Dallas versus Tampa Bay Dallas mm-hmm. should win that game. Now yeah, they, they've yeah. been imploded in the playoffs so much. You never know. Minnesota could have get upset as well. So it might not happen, but there's a very good chance the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to see each other for a third time. If Jalen's out there, maybe Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen don't want to show everything. So in a weird way, with Gardner Minshew out there, they could just throw 60 minutes of Gardner Minshew tape out there, do what they want, and if they see him again, it's going to be completely different anyway. I'm they, sure that's entered their think. mind.
9: Well, I'm sure that's entered their mind. I don't know that it's at the, the, the top of the list of priorities. I, I do believe that the football ethos is still, if you can play, you play. I, I And I think most football coaches, and including Nick, would go by that. Um, but I also think – you know, if this kid gets hit and lands on that shoulder again, then he really might be out for a while. I, I think it's you just don't tempt it, and that's what it's about. Yeah, you know, give them a little less to scout. To me, that's almost it's it's a side benefit as a po- as opposed to a motivation. You know, it's the fortune cookie that they throw in the bag. The end, G- you go like, oh, well, that was fun. <laughs> but G-Mac, yeah,
4: G Mac, uh, does it mean anything? That if the Philadelphia Eagles win this week, they're the first Eagle team in franchise history to go
9: 8-0 on the road. Oh, yeah. That oh, means a ton. Listen, this team is one that I don't think any of us targeted for greatness, right? I was more optimistic than most. I said, they're going to go 12-5 and five and win the division. And I, and I, as I was saying, and I'm thinking, little, oh, I may be stretching a little bit, but I was I was optimistic that they were going to be good, that Hurts was going to be good. None of us, nobody, not – I don't think Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman in their most giddy moments anticipated that this is a team that has the opportunity to go 16-1. and I don't think it will, but it'll probably break the franchise record for wins, right? It's 13-3 is the franchise record. Yes. I know you get the extra game, but they really don't even need it. They would do it without the extra game. To go eight and all on the road is an amazing accomplishment. To have those eight pro bowlers and all those alternates, it's an amazing accomplishment. It's it, I don't want to say it snuck up on us because, again, I thought they would be good. I'm sure you guys thought they would be good. But this great with everything cooking, all <clears throat> excuse me, all those positions, all those pos- position groups, I think it's a franchise that <clears throat> it's a year where if they go down and win the Super Bowl and I think they have a great shot to do it. Will be remembered as the greatest team in franchise history.
6: Yeah, I. Uh, you're right, Glenn. This team is good, and I did not see it coming. And, and you know, I go back to the Super Bowl season. Obviously, this team is much more talented. Doesn't mm-hmm. guarantee anything, right? But this team is is much more talented. I, I, I I've talked to Jody. And you guys get to talk about all sports on on WIP. So you get to talk to Sixers fans, Billy's fans. This
9: Saturday at 10 a.m., be there.
6: Sometimes Flyers fans every once in a blue moon. But in a lot of ways, I think Sam Henke broke Philadelphia from this perspective. Everything's about the future for so many fans now. They're always worried about the future, the future, the future, the future. This team is about now, man. This team's got to seize the moment. You know, we don't know if Shane Steichen's going to be there next year. Jonathan Gannon, you have the coaching staff. You have so many free agents. I, I, do you get that sense that people don't, you know, it's never about now. It's always about the future. Yes. Way,
9: way, 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 way too much. Way too much. Uh, and, and I think you and Jody and I share our feelings about Sam Hinkie rather openly and pretty much agree on all that. Oh, Yeah. And I hate, I hate the, well, you know, let's not care about this year. Let's care about next year or the year after that or the year after That's that. I hate it. And we've all learned every sports fan should know that the opportunity to win it all comes, comes upon you very rarely. A lot of things have to happen right. It happened for them in 2017 and amazingly it happened again. Howie Roseman just had this golden touch in the offseason where every free agent he signed turned out to be great. Hadn't had that year in a few years. He signed a lot of clunkers in between. But this year, oh, my God, look at Bradbury. Look at Kaiser White. Look at these guys. They're all great. Your young quarterback developed into one of the best in the league. Oh, my gosh. Take advantage of that. You have injuries, but you really haven't had crippling injuries, no injuries that you've not been able to replace. That window does you know people? You say like, oh, the window's four or five years. You know what? The window now. The window is one year, and, yeah. and you gotta you gotta go for
6: it. I go back to Dan Marino. It's, I believe he made the Super Bowl in the second second year. year. Yeah, I remember him saying, "I thought I was going to go back a bunch, never got back." Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why I mean, Dan actually said it. He thought he was going to go back a bunch yep. of times, never made it back. You got to mm-hmm. seize that moment. And not talk about four five year windows. And yep. the
4: best example of what we're all talking about here was I took calls on WIP on Monday Tuesday night. Oh, you got to play Jalen against the Saints because. We need that draft pick to be Bro. as good as
6: possible. <laughs> the <laughs> friggin' draft pick during the <laughs> offseason.
4: You gotta finish this season and maybe have a parade. What the hell are you worrying about where that draft pick is gonna land? Wow. Stop yeah. it.
6: Amazing. It's crazy. There, there,
4: there are people that uh, subscribe to that. All right, G Mac, they're gonna play the Cowboys. You'll be doing a pregame show uh after you gotta go right from you and I into the pregame show. Is that the way it's working?
9: Six straight hours. What would you rather do on an Eagles Cowboys Day? Come on. Long day yeah. for you. God bless. I uh, um, love it. And my wife's birthday. So there you have it. Yeah, oh. Tell Judy we
4: send yes. uh, regards and happy birthday wishes. Um, I want to take a peek. Since we're talking about we might as well do it for this year and also for the future. And the answer could be the same for both or you can have a divergent point. John and I aren't completely lined up on the way the Eagles used Jalen Hurts last week and how it should affect the way they use Jalen Hurts going forward. Guy got hurt because on a given day, they had a lot of quarterback runs in there. Some of them called runs. Some of them Jalen dictated runs in RPOs and zone reads and the like, but he was put at risk a lot in the game against the bears and he got hurt and they're probably not going to have him because of that this week. And I said, I think the Eagles should adjust, not change, adjust, the way they use Jalen Hurts in the running game going forward. John has been more, hey, this is the way we do it. We're going to stick. There's not going to be a change. So we're we're between change and adjust. John says no change. I say they can adjust the rest of this season and then next year. And we can put that aside and uh, consider it less important a conversation than the one right now. Do the Eagles have to do anything with the way they're using Jalen Hurts for the rest of this season, or do they take the attitude of, hey, it's all about the moment. We're going to use Jalen We got the 13-1 and one using Jalen Hurts. The way we use Jalen Hurts, we're not going to change anything right now. How do you handle it if you're Shane Steichen and Nick
9: Sirianni? Jody, it sounds like you and I have a great opening debate on Saturday because, to me, this is how they win games. This is their offense. This is what works. This is why they are thirteen and one. Should they have used Miles Sanders earlier than with six minutes to go in the second quarter? Of course, they should have. I mean, he he should have touched the ball three, four times minimum in the first quarter, and they didn't, and that got away. And for whatever reason, Quez Watkins was getting the ball more than that. So <laughs> so that was silly, okay? that was that was foolish. But if the underlying question is, do we pull the reins in a little bit on how we use Jalen Hurts? No, because wait, let me do you. Do we do this? No, because <laughs> that is how they win. That is their offense. That is the unstoppable part of it. To quote an old quarterback about 30 years ago, let Jalen be Jalen.
6: Yeah. I, I, you know, I think it was funny, Nick. Uh, you can tell when, when, when a criticism hits home with Nick, he sort of gets in the weeds and he explains things really, really detailed. And he started uh, talking about uh, the the number of runs and said, well, two were kneel downs and there were yeah. three quarterback sneaks and uh, there were only two design runs. Shane said there were six design runs yesterday. He said there were two. Uh, so there's a little bit of a disconnect there. And the rest were zone reads. And obviously the zone read is about all right, if the edge player crashes, uh Jalen keeps it. If he doesn't, uh he puts the ball in, in the in the hands of the running back. Um so he he got into the weeds about that, which I think is is it doesn't help him. I think what helped him is he explained, look, Jalen Hurts is the MVP. And he said this is our offense, exactly yeah. what you said, Glenn. Yeah, that's and what I this think. is how we're dominant. And we talked about Micah Parsons a little bit. The reason they were able to do what they did to Micah Parsons was because of, yeah, Lane Johnson, but more so Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Because you have to respect Jalen Hurts so much. Yeah, they had they had him on a yo-yo that yeah. last game. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. I can't take that off the table. I can't. No,
9: I don't. Uh, you know, I mean, should he carry the ball? What is it? How would he carry? seventeen, eighteen? Yeah. Okay. Then take out the kneel downs, the, the quarterback sneaks, which, by the way, is now my favorite Eagles play. I, I, I get more excited about fourth and one with the Eagles <laughs> than any other play they do. They all get in and push his butt. I just love it. Yeah. And other teams are not copying it. It's great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, instead – so let's take all those out. So we had 12 runs, you know. So give them nine or ten instead of 12. Yeah, depending on the day, it was it was the Bears. You should have been able to win, giving him the ball a little less than that. But generally speaking, do I redesign my offense at this point? Nah, he's my offense, okay.
4: baby. You, you're both, whether you know it or not, you're agreeing with me because I'm saying adjust, <coughs> not change, adjust. They need to adjust slightly, and they didn't this week. Jalen Hurts got uh, hurt, and you hope that if they don't adjust, that Jalen Hurts doesn't get hurt in a playoff game because then it'll be the debate to end all debates.
9: Uh, then we then we call Nick Foles.
4: Uh, unfortunately, he's not he available. But we'll see what yeah. Gardner gives them this week. So you got faith in Gardner Minshew that he can just turn back the clock to his Jags days and come in and be effective. And John is right. Yes, I said last year yeah, he threw it against the Jets. The Jets defense was lousy last year. It's actually pretty good playing tonight against Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, they they've upgraded their defense. That's play, a big game, wasn't... by the way.
6: Jets, Jags. That's a big game. The yeah. Jags are still in it.
4: I have I have tickets, and I'm debating on whether I'm going up the turnpike. Oh, in you, gotta go, you gotta go, Joe. Gotta. You're gonna beat the weather, right? Weather's yeah. not bad till tomorrow. Are you kidding? Uh, no, it's bad today. Oh, it's supposed oh, to be yeah. like
9: tsunami rain. Yeah. In the oh, yard. I thought that Later was overnight. Night. Uh, no, okay. no, 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 no. no. I'll enjoy about that. Hey, no. you and I were once at a Jets game in the rain, Jody. No. Yes, we were. And uh, I
4: think it was Rich Miano who came up with yeah, the big
9: pick to did. win
4: the game for the Philadelphia. Oh, of,
9: uh, the, the kid, the quarterback from Foley, the quarterback from Cherry Hill. No. Glad Foley. Glad Foley. Yeah. Yes. Glenn
6: yeah yeah i forgot about the weather jody stay home i just yeah, changed my mind
9: we're, we're leaning in
4: that direction right now the oh. official decision hasn't been made yet but uh, i know where i'm going to be on the end with glenn on saturday morning before the eagles and the cowboys and you can hear it on uh, wip come sunday um eagles gonna win you, you're you're talk, both of you talking both uh, you're talking about Gardner mint Sounds to me like you both have slightly more uh, faith in Gardner-Minchu than, than I do, there's a pretty big drop-off from Jalen Hurts and the way there we play for the guy who's going to play quarterback for the Eagles on Saturday. And you got a very motivated Cowboy team. Do you think they're going to find a way to win the game? How are they
9: going to do that, Mr. D- pre-show host? I do. I think they're I, – I, you know, listen, I'm not going to put it at 80%, but I'm leaning, I'm leaning toward the Eagles, and I'm leaning toward the Eagles for a couple reasons. I, I said it earlier, I love – the, the notion that you get a lift when your backup quarterback comes in, when a good player gets injured, teams tend to pick it up. I think he's got so much talent around him, and he's got a guy who can scheme an offense that he's going to just find a way to, to throw it to Goddard 10 times and get it to uh, A.J. on a slant pattern that he's going to break for 60 yards. I also – maybe I am wrong, but the Cowboys sure look like they're, they're in the process of imploding. And I uh, think it's almost those things where it's like, you know what, let's let them just blow themselves up and enjoy the moment.
6: Yeah, I think, you know, they really, they were... In the conversation <clears> with the Eagles in San Francisco to to have the best defense in the wow. league, and so hey, ES,
9: ESPN still ranks them as the best. Yeah, I think.
6: well, yeah, the football power and they lose <laughs> six times in the football power index. I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> oh, I, uh,
4: I maybe more so than anything else. And yeah. there's many reasons to root for the Eagles on, on Saturday. That might top my list. we well, <laughs> see if they're nervy enough. If the Eagles beat them head up again for their superpower, superpower well, well, index, well, they'll still have number
6: one. How nervy do you have to be to keep them at number one after they blow a seventeen-point lead? That's nervy enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to who? I, to who they lose? That the, that Jacksonville. The Jacksonville. Yeah. 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 They, they, Doug they'll... Peterson's getting free cheesesteaks from the Eagles yeah, for I love it. beating the Cowboys, um, seventeen points. But that's what I've heard from Dallas all week long. It's it, they got to fix the defense, and yeah. it's been one player really. They lost their who who did lose Jody, uh, the cornerback opposite uh, Trayvon Diggs. I forget. Yeah, I, think, I forget uh, his name.
4: Is it Anthony Brown there? Uh, other yeah,
6: Anthony Brown. So um, the starting quarterback opposite Trayvon Diggs, who's a good player, but he's not a great player. They lose him, and they sort of start falling apart. Um. And, and the thought process in Dallas has been, and we talked to John Mashoda from the Athletic yesterday, I talked to some other guys, Dallas is worried about getting themselves right more than, than the Eagles. They know they're losing the division. They know they're locked into the fifth spot. So for them, it's about getting themselves right. Um, to me, there's not as much juice, obviously, as they would have been if, if the Cowboys beat the Jags. Um, it, it, but it's still a good team. And 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 they have playmakers, and they have Micah, and they have Trayvon. I think uh, Tony Pollard is having a great season for people yeah, really good realize. player. Yeah. CD Lamb is a great player. player. Um, it, it is a dangerous team. Uh, would you agree with that?
9: Well, yeah, it's a dangerous team because they can put up a lot of points on any given week, and we've seen them do it. It's a dangerous team because uh, Parsons, they have a couple of real disruptors on defense, so they could you know strip sack you. Um, but I also think it's a it's such a it's a franchise just ready to 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 fail. it's It's a weak franchise where when things go wrong, as you saw against Jacksonville last week, they really go wrong. It is not a team that handles adversity. It has not been a, that team for I don't know how many years. Uh, I think Dak Prescott is a quarterback who's capable of really great things. I think he's a quarterback who's capable of really screwing it up. And he's, what does he throw, 11 interceptions in the last seven games, something since he came back, like yep. a lot of interceptions. Um, so I think, they're a, I think they're a good team with fatal flaws. And I think we're going to see some of those fatal flaws. All right, G-Mac, we kind of kicked it around about uh,
4: will it be a run-heavy game or a pass-heavy game? And uh, should it be dictated by what the Cowboys have done all year or what they've done the last couple of weeks without Anthony Brown on the corner? If it's a run-heavy game, Will we see Boston Scott? He was a complete non-factor last week, except for his very good kickoff return, which he was a little slow to the draw and yeah, getting I have no there. idea why. It's working out so really well, man. Yeah. He's looking good running back kicks, but he was a non-factor from the line of scrimmage. The Eagles ran it less than we all thought they were going to and or should. After the fact, uh, we know he's very good against the Giants. He basically I was going to say touchdown. we got, got one Giants more Giants game up in two weeks. He yeah, got a the touchdown. But NFC East, why not use him this week against the Cowboys?
9: I'd be great with that. I, uh, I like the guy a lot. I like him more than Gainwell. I like him near the goal line. Um, I like him against
6: the giants. Yeah, well,
9: absolutely. I'd love to see him get, you know, a half a dozen touches outside of the kickoffs, but I would take the under on that bet.
6: Yeah. I, you know, I got it. All right. Last one at real Glenn Mac now follow Glenn on Twitter for me, um, we don't even talk about Jonathan Gannon this week. Where Where's the fan base with Jonathan Gannon? I mean, this is... They lead the NFL in sacks, Glenn. Yeah. Oh. 55. First time in franchise history, they've had five players with six or more. Buddy didn't do that. Jim Johnson didn't do that. Um, Bud Carson didn't do that. They're going to beat the franchise record, which is 62. Now they have the extra game, but still, it's a... It's impressive. Um, so they're getting all the sacks, and that's what everybody wants. And, oh, by the way, they're the second-ranked defense in the NFL. They're the number one-ranked pass defense. Is there still people complaining?
9: By the way, it could become the first team in NFL history with four players with double-digit sacks. It's never happened before.
6: Um, I would say the
9: fan base relationship with John, Jonathan Gannon is currently an uneasy truce.
6: <laughs> i like that, that that's like, that. like
9: okay he's doing well for now but if they give up uh you know a 28 spot to dallas jody you're you're probably on before i am after the game when are you on next after the game um monday night oh yeah well that's if if, if they give up If they give up even if they win if they give up more than 25 to the cowboys jody mcdonald's Lines are going to be packed with. They need to fire Jonathan Gannon. It is a very. It is, it, they, they're they're accepting his success, but they still don't really like him. It's bizarre I, to me. It's I like I like
4: your uneasy truce as a uh, descriptive adjective. All right, so if they win this game and they get two weeks to rest, we asked about Jalen Hurts. How do you think Sirianni handles all the rest of those guys? Johnny Mack gave me a great point uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I uh, completely forgotten it. Last year was different because you had the COVID reserve list and the Eagles just yeah, created right. COVID for like 12 of their players yeah. so yeah. they could elevate guys from the practice squad. So when I affectionately called that game against Dallas, the Cowboys versus the JV, oh, I yeah. was speaking the truth.
9: There were oh, JV absolutely. guys
4: coming up from the practice squad. You can't do as much as that this year as you could last year. How much did they just pack it in the last two weeks of the season? And God forbid they lose to the Saints because the draft pick will go up. Yeah. Uh, how, how much will Howie Roseman at all decide we're batting down the hatches?
9: I think they'll scale it back, but I don't think they'll entirely shut it down with two weeks to go. I think, I think you'll still see guys play. And there there are guys who are going for specific numbers and uh, accolades, and I think you got to respect that. Oh, um,
4: be, careful, be careful with that, Glenn. Because Harry Roseman has gotten none of their potential free agents done to extensions. I know this year. I know, I and know. part of that is Johnny Mack likes to say is leverage.
6: has well, got the players have program. all the
4: leverage because they're yeah. all making the damn Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. well, so that's you, a don't, good point. you don't want to go too yeah. overboard and let them get their numbers because it's going to cost the Eagles in renegotiations.
9: Oh, that's a fair point. That is a good point. Um, I think they'll scale it back, but not shut it down. You got to, you got to feel. You can't not feel the team. Well, I guess you can. We've seen Andy do it, not feel the team the last two weeks of the year. We have seen it. I think you'll get a, uh, I don't know, kind of a mix against New Orleans. A.J. Brown's going to play. Devontae Smith's going to play. You know, maybe some of the older players don't play. Maybe maybe he tries to sit down Lane Johnson, although that's dangerous for your quarterback, so I don't know if you do that. But I I think that's what you'll get, some kind of blend of guys – got a lot of guys playing a half
6: it'll be a preseason yeah, yeah. well some guys got to play because you only have 53 right. and and yeah. and you can only elevate two from the practice squad so you don't have that ability to toggle 12 people up because of uh covid they yeah. took that away so some guys got to play you'll see a but lot the, of uh, ian books trey sermons josh Jobs of the world the Yeah, guys are inactive moments. um You're going to see that. Yeah, they'll show up. Ellis, the kid who's the special teams kid. Yeah, Christian Ellis is doing a great job. they got to put him on the 53, by the way. Well,
9: he will get a lot of play against New Orleans and the Giants. No. agreed
4: uh you get play with me on saturday mac yeah i will be ready to rock and roll and uh we'll get the people ready for the eagles and the cowboys and then you'll have your pregame duties we appreciate you jumping in a little earlier than the pregame with us here on a thursday on birds 365 i'll talk to you on the weekend but
6: anytime
9: my pleasure guys be well
4: thanks
6: Happy holidays as well. I was trying to get that in, Uh, but he's He's, gone. He's already in celebration mode. Happy Hanukkah to all our listeners.
4: Christmas coming up this weekend, whatever you're celebrating, we'll be celebrating an Eagles victory on Saturday. That's what McMullen and McDonald will be talking about. Come back. A couple more things. I'm going to run by Johnny Mack. And then in hour number two, we're going to have Eric Edholm on. NFL.com writer, covers the entire league. Slant toward the draft. We've got Eric on Leading up to the draft, and we can we'll talk about of... the
6: future. I'm not going to be here. You can talk about the future, Jody.
4: Yeah, we'll somehow get into <laughs> God forbid they lose to the Saints next week <laughs> because they're playing some backup players because that will kill that draft pick they get from the Saints. Eric covers the entire league and he's going to join us in hour number two, as is uh, Barrett Brooks. But Johnny Mack, you're going to exit stage left. You got to get down to see Coach Sirianni.
6: Yeah. Uh, uh, so today's, you know, um, everything moved up a day. So today's the typical uh, Friday moved up to a Thursday. So I've got to race down there to talk to the head coach. Uh, do you want to get my prediction in? I, I do think the Eagles are going to be very, very well, we're, competitive. We're,
4: we're, we're on tomorrow, right?
6: Oh, that's right. So I'm thinking you, Friday. I just said know. it out loud, Jody. Yeah. You, and don't, I, it, you it's don't, don't need computing. to make a prediction. If you want I'm to make sure. a prediction, no. go ahead. You You're want right. to get out in front of it, just go ahead and no. lay it all out
4: for everybody. You're right. Or
6: you can wait till tomorrow. You know, the funny thing is, I just explained that they moved up Friday a day, and I still think it's Friday. And I'm I'm, I'm verbalizing it. I still think it's Friday. Oh, That's it tremendous.
4: is not Friday yet. It is Sirianni talks to you yes. like it's a Friday because they're playing on a Saturday. Uh, but you and I, I just will... go,
6: I just go ahead. I, everything. It, it's prediction day. That's in my head. It's prediction day. No, you don't have to make a prediction till tomorrow. All
4: right, brother. Uh, safe uh, travels over to the NovaCare complex. We'll uh, talk in the morning. All right. Thanks, Joey. Johnny. Johnny Mac out. Barrett Brooks in. Double B is going to join me for the last hour. Eric at home in about 20 minutes. Stay here on
0: Birds 365. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
3: Number 1, Jeff ambrosio Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $30, ,995, or 339
10: per month. New Rams starting at only 3995, or new Ram 1500. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn’t it make sense that our weight loss plans should, too?
3: Big Horn Crew Cabs, 189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeffy Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown Big Finish Sales Event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest
1: expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? the thrive financial team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the delaware valley with forward-looking tax planning learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts get your thrive retirement tax playbook today
8: go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean
4: appreciate you streaming into hour number two on this Thursday edition of Birds 365 leading up to a Dallas Cowboy weekend. Saturday game on Christmas Eve versus the boys down in uh, Big D. A uh, little bit of a substitution here. I won't even say we're going to the backup. It's a, a different kind of look when Johnny <laughs> Matt leaves the show And we bring in our own Barrett Brooks, who you know from the Sports Take, NBC Sports Philly, here in town. Uh, BB. Are you ready for some football?
5: Are you kidding me? This is what I live for. Dallas week. This is Dallas week, man. I, I, it was hard for me to sleep last night, man. I'm geeked already. I've been geeked for the entire week. As soon as that last gun went off and, and and we were done with uh the Bears, I was I was I was into it, man. I was ready to rock and roll. Ready to rock and roll, man. Flip that
4: page pretty quickly. All right, uh, one of the things I like to do when you're good enough to join us is. You can give us the ex-player perspective that neither John nor I can bring to the table. Um, When you were uh, here in the league, either Eagles or Steelers, the whole attitude of the team when there's a change at quarterback. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles are not admitting that there's going to be a change at quarterback. Gardner Minshew took all the reps yesterday because Jalen Hurts once again did not – participate despite what both the coach and the player said the day before that, uh, that they're not committing to anything just yet as who's the starting quarterback will be. We believe it's going to be Gardner Minshew. How do you do that as a teammate? How does that work? How does the mindset of the individual player knowing that you're going to be working with protecting in your case, as an offensive lineman, doing your job a little differently because of the guy who the ball is being snapped to, how
5: does that work in a week where you know there's a change at QB? Well, I mean, from that aspect, is it's it it won't be the Foles effect. You know, Foles, Foles, they knew what Foles could do. Um, they knew Foles could could hold his the own. They just had to get an offense that Foles could run that was comparable to what what Carson could run. With this, I really think that they've already, you know, they've already um had a game plan in the works, you know, anyways, you know, just in case. He's one of the most – Garner Mish is one of the most prepared quarterbacks I've seen go in and and produce at a high level. It's not like he's coming in and they're going to have to do a little extra to help him out. He has a different skill set than Jalen Hurts, but he's still a damn good quarterback and play at a high level, which makes it different from, you know, other times, you know, because I really and truly believe that the way Garner plays – He's going to play at a high level. But Number one, he's interviewing for 31 other teams. Number two, he wants a big contract. Number three, he feels as though he's a starting quarterback in the league. He'll be just fine. And everybody said, oh, it's not like last year it was against the Jets. Regardless of what you're talking about, the Jets is an NFL team with NFL caliber players. And oh, by the way, their defense was pretty damn good last year. No, it
4: wasn't. Yeah, wrong. i
5: about, their, you, I'm about their pass, pass. you know, I'm a
4: Jet guy, right? I'm talking about their the pass jet, rush. Their the Jet pass defense rush.
5: last year. Uh, I love all, their pass rush and, and their corners. Say they didn't have good corners either. I
4: they're thought bad, their corner they were right. a
5: bad defense. Period. Uh, <laughs> they're a much improved
4: defense this year. The sauce Gardner, a couple other additions, Mosley back. Uh, they are a a top shoot i think they're a top five defense last year end of the season injuries and everything their defense was brutal, was brutal. <laughs> all
5: right well it, it was a while ago it was a while ago. it was uh believe me when i tell
4: you i you know i'm a jet slash eagle guy a yeah jet yeah, yeah. My ben, life. you've
5: been there. i, I got tickets
4: that. to tonight's jets jaguars game and i'm debating whether i want to drive up in the pouring rain to metlife stadium to watch him play dougie p in the jaguars so Believe me when I tell you, I know that you got to go,
5: you got to go, you got to go, but still though, those are NFL caliber players that play at a high level and Garner can play, man. You know, his numbers are pretty good considering the fact that he's been a backup uh, up until when he started starting for, for, for Nick Foles, he can sling it around. He can make some things happen. And all he has to do is hand it off. This is the number one offensive line in the league. So, I mean, he can just hand it off and, 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 and run the offense the old conventional way. That's all they have to do. He's he has he has very functional mobility also. It's not like he's gonna be sitting back there like a sitting duck. He can run around. And oh, by the way, remember the camaraderie that he had with 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 um you know with Dallas Goddard in that game. You know, I think he you know had a hundred yards that game. So I, I'm I'm truly thinking that the offensive line is gonna be like, look, we gotta protect this guy, we gotta beat up on this guy. And oh, by the way, we're still pissed off with Michael Parsons and all the stuff they've been talking about. They will be ready to rock, bro. Ready so they to know rock. know
4: where Micah Parsons is. That's uh, And Stoutland University is all in attendance. Uh, everybody's healthy. Everybody's good to go. Absolutely. So, uh, I agree with you on the way the Eagles are going to proceed forward. And, oh, by the way, it looks like the Cowboys are going to be without uh, Vanderesh. They're starting. Yeah, he's not starting Vanderesh. Yep. That's a key aspect as well we saw the eagles this past week and uh, i haven't heard your thoughts on this uh, either on nbc sports or on uh, your show with d gun and rob ellis john and i both critiqued if not criticized the eagle game plan on sunday that they came in and just believed they were so much superior To the Bears, they could do whatever they wanted. They could call whatever kind of play they wanted. It was going to be successful. The Bears cornerbacks are young but talented, and they made some plays. They gave up big plays, but they made some plays as well. But Miles didn't get a carry till six minutes left in the second quarter. So uh, we kind of questioned it. This week, the Cowboys have been very good against the pass all year. Until the last two weeks, the Titans threw it against the the Texans, threw it against them, okay. And Trevor Lawrence just ripped them up with Anthony Brown, their other starting corner, out of the lineup. You think they go heavy run against the Cowboys this week without Van Resch in there? And the Cowboys all year have been a team you can run the football against. You think you see a reverse with Gardner Minshew of the kind of game plan they put together last week with Jalen Hurts in there?
5: In all actuality, I I I don't think I think they're gonna have to. They're gonna try to have a balance, but I think it's gonna be a lot of heavy passing simply because they lost Brown, their starting cornerback. Right now, they have a rookie plan in the nickel, and um, I, I don't think they can cover. I think Diggs is, is 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 susceptible to the double move. He plays very inconsistent, even though he is a, a, a Pro Bowl caliber player. He guesses a lot because of his. His, you know, because he's not a fast guy, so he has to predict a lot. You know, he's very smart. He watches a lot of film. He jumps routes because, his, you know, he, he understands what they're trying to do to him, former receiver. He knows what they're trying to do to him, but he also is susceptible because he jumps those routes, and they're going to try to double move him. with, You know, two guys that are playing on the other side that are not necessarily good cornerbacks, I think they're going to try to take, care, uh, take advantage of those matchups with Brown and, and Smith. They're just going to try to do it. I mean, I I just see them doing that because look at what happened against the Bears. The Bears didn't have two of their starters in, so they threw the ball heavily. I think they're going with the same game plan. The only thing is when they do hand it off, it's going to be a straight handoff to Miles Sanders or Boston Scott or whoever's in there. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's what they need to do. But, I mean, I just got a sense they're going to do the same thing they did against the Bears, try to pass the ball, get up on them early force Dak Prescott to not run the ball, which takes them out of play action and make them uh, make them pass the ball, make Dak beat them.
4: All right, B.B., John and I talked about this in hour number one. The Pro Bowl Philadelphia Eagles, they could just go ahead and rename the game for the Eagles this year because right. so many guys uh, <laughs> made it as either starters, reserves, and or alternate, <clears throat> excuse me, um, unbelievable number of accolades thrown the Eagles way. Now, chances are, they're not going to go to the Pro Bowl because they're going to be busy. They're going to be in the Super Bowl playing that week. So uh, they're not even going to get to play the flag football game or any of the other uh, games that they're going to be playing. Yeah, they're not yeah. playing the actual Pro Bowl anymore. Um, what does that mean? You've been on teams with guys who made the Pro Bowl. It, it the, the acknowledgement and what it actually means has changed over the years. But um, how big a deal was it when you were playing that a guy got a Pro Bowl knock?
5: You know, it's, it's, it's really a popularity game. It's, it's, you know, that, you know, just to be um, known as a pro bowler is is what they're, they're trying to do. You know, that's, that's the gist of what it is. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's an honor in itself. The game itself really means nothing. Guys didn't want to play the game because more so they're worried about getting hurt and they didn't want to, you know, go against their friends like that. So, at the end of the day, it's just a popularity concert, but it means a lot to these guys. Contracts and their contracts—they have written in. If you're a Pro Bowler, you get this. But I think it's more so the accolades of having that asterisk behind your name, Pro Bowler. It'll all—you'll always be a Pro Bowler now. Lane Johnson's been a Pro Bowler a long time. Jason Kelsey, uh, AJ Brown's—you know—second year as a Pro Bowler. Leonard Dickerson to his first Pro Bowl. I mean, these guys, you know, Miles Sanders, that's huge for Miles Sanders because now when he goes to the negotiating table, mm-hmm. he has behind his name, that asterisk. I am a Pro Bowl running back now. So, you know, yes, you know, it, it, it's, it means a lot to these guys. But does the game necessarily mean that? I think the game means that once you're a Pro Bowl, you're always a Pro Bowler.
4: And the Eagles got a whole bunch of Pro Bowlers this year. Uh, and the funny thing is, a whole bunch of them will not be going because they're going to be there. So they get replaced by the alternates, who are all Eagles anyway. But then they won't be going either because the Eagles <laughs> are going to be busy. So it, it, it's nice to win this popularity contest. It is nice to have that asterisk after your name. But uh, the Eagle fans are rooting for none of them to participate in Vegas on that week because they've got other things to do. All right, uh, Cowboys coming in this week. They're going up against Dak Prescott, who's had success against the Philadelphia Eagles. During his time as the starting quarterback of the Eagles, he's done well against Philadelphia. More wins than losses. On the season, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. Um, He's made big plays, too, but he's also been uh, susceptible to the INT. What kind of game do you think Dak Prescott is sitting on this week coming in against Philadelphia?
5: Uh, Hopefully, you know, he keeps up with the same pattern he's been out there. You know, he's just not playing at a high level. They used to say that Dak Prescott was the top five, top ten, well, a top ten quarterback. He's nowhere near that right now. And I don't understand it. I mean, to have the running game that they have, Pollard is playing at such a high level. He's such an explosive guy. And Zeke Elliott, you know, he's been known to kill us, you know, back in the day. For him to have that type of running game and not be able to push the ball down the field is is, is almost criminal. I mean, his his, his offensive line is playing well enough that he's not really getting harassed. But when you have play action, you can push the ball down. You can hold it just a little bit longer because it makes the defensive line start and stop. You know, they start out pass rushing. They see us a run, so they slow down just that second. Just that second gives the offensive lineman a chance to get on them, be more aggressive, and plus a solid protection because you keep a running back in, you keep a tight end in to help with the blocking scheme. He still does and still throws these terrible passes, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know if his hand is, you know, messed up, his arm. I just don't know, but he th- throws a bad ball now. You know, like they say with Jalen Hurts, he throws a very catchable ball. Dak is not getting the ball where he's behind his receivers, you know, because yet he, he has great receivers, you know, say what you want to say. Ceezy Lamb's Lamb's well, good. Michael Gallup is a pretty good receiver also. He just can't get it to him. And they say T.Y. Hilton's supposed to play this game. I don't know what effect he's going to have. But, I mean, I I think that he can push the ball down. He just he just is a bad quarterback at this point, you know. I mean, he has a pretty good tight end in Schultz. He can get it to him also. But, he just he just doesn't he's not playing at a high level. I don't know what his problem is, but I'm loving it though. I'm enjoying it, but still though, you know. I mean, in the past four games he's he's had what six seven um, picks. That's Eli simply ridiculous. East. That's simply ridiculous. Understood. How big a deal is it for the Eagles
4: to get Reed Blankenship back? Now this is actually it's almost humorous that uh, we're not that far removed from. Oh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like the Eagles are going to have room for re-blankenship. Uh, they can keep him on, on the practice squad. <laughs> he's now a starting player that we're making a big deal over because he's returning to the lineup because he got hurt. He steps in. No one knew he was going to step in when Chauncey Gardner-Johnson went down, that the coaching staff were uh, that high on him that they were going to move him past uh, the – the uh, Hay-Bow Hay-Bow Wallace. Wallace drafted yeah. higher – uh, spot on the safety rotation, plays well, gets hurt. Oh, my God, we don't have uh, Blankenship. Now he's coming back. People are all excited about the return of Reed Blankenship. How big a deal is it that he's getting back into the Eagle lineup
0: this
5: year? It's actually a huge deal because Reed is – is he's he's pretty good, man. You know, like I can remember him being in the preseason and watching him play. His name always uh, ended up uh, in the stat box. He's good enough that he reads well. He understands what defenses are trying to do to him. He plays he plays the safety position like a real safety. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to be exceptional as far as being in the box and, you know, or, or you know, those type of things. But what he does, is he knows where he's supposed to be at. He gets there. Um, he's very solid in his, uh, his, his, his pass assignments. And that's the big thing. He knows his run fits. He can come down and make plays then. Reed has played well enough to be a starter, for this Eagle, Steve Kabon Wallace was specially suited to play in the game last week. He's a box safety. He's not a—I wouldn't necessarily call him a cover guy. He can't cover at a high level. You know, he—you know—it's a deficiency to have him out there covering receivers in the slot or anything. He can't do that, but he can play inside the box. He can be that guy to come up and make plays. He's a solid tackler. He'll do things like that, but he's not the cover guy that Reed Blankenship is Reed gives you more from a coverage standpoint. And plus, you know, I knew he was going to, I knew he was going to be all right But he had the ugliest number in the, end, I think he's like 47 or 49 or something like that. And that number kept on flashing and, and, you know, and, and, and subtly in, in the preseason that you had to take notice of it, you know, so that's the he had the ugliest number in the league, but he still made the team. Usually they give those numbers to guys that are going to be cut. Well, he stuck around with that number. So you knew he could play.
4: Exactly. Uh, he out <laughs> he outshone his numbers. <laughs> right. So specific credit for that. Uh other returning player for the Eagles this week, Reed is one and maybe bigger is uh Dallas Goddard coming back off the IR. Most of us thought Dallas was going to play last week because they opened up his practice window, flew to Chicago. All right, we're getting Dallas Goddard back. Nope. Uh was not activated. Don't know if he wasn't physically ready or they were afraid of the cold, didn't want to see him get hurt again, but he ended up not playing. Then they go ahead and activate him like on Monday, which they didn't have to do till Friday because you don't need to tip your hand. The Eagles are very good at keeping information close to the vest, but they went ahead and activated on Monday. So there's no question asked. He's playing this week against the Cowboys. Uh, you quoted the numbers that he had against the uh, Jets last year when Gardner Minshew was the quarterback.
5: How heavy is he going to be in the use this week, uh, Barrett? Well, they didn't need him last week because that, that arrogance you you spoke of earlier about the, um, them just playing the Bears. You know, that, that's that's what that was. But uh, him playing in this game is a necessity. They don't care to, you know, go out there and try to hoodwink or anything. They're going to show you, hey, we got Dallas Goddard. We're just going to open up the offense uh, because – you know, since he was out of the lineup, look how many passes they threw in the middle of the field. You know, they, they was almost um, exclusively thrown to the outside to the outside receivers. You know, that's their big play guys. What Dallas does, he opens up the middle of the field. You have to allocate resources to stop him in the middle of the field. So it's huge that he's back in the game plan, especially with Vander Esch being out. This is one of those. This is one of those um, opportunities for the Eagles to open up the offense even more so than they had uh, with with um, you know with the Garner Minshew. I mean, he, he's he's a favorite target. And every and everybody knows a tight end is a quarterback's best friend. I mean, his ability to go out there and get open to catch. I mean, just that right. That just that alone, his catching ability uh, puts him at another level. You know, let alone he's still the best blocker we um, blocking tight end we have on the team. So. Those attributes and the main fact that he's big, strong, and fast just opens everything up. And that's just another thorn that'll be in that defense's uh, back when they play against the Eagles on Saturday.
4: Barrett, uh, we know that uh, Michael Parsons is a very talented player. He's in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Only made two tackles last week, though, which was kind of disappointing if you're going to walk the walk. Uh, talk the talk. You got to walk the walk too. And he didn't last week against Jacksonville, but we know he's certainly capable of doing that. Um, John has been telling us for two days, Nick his philosophy in game. Number one was if you can't block him, then you go ahead and read him and try and misdirect and know where he is and stay away from him. And they did it pretty effectively game one against Dallas this uh, year here in Philadelphia. Um, Mike has missed the last couple of days. We had John Michaud on yesterday who said, although it's not being quoted on the injury report, he's banged up. He's just beat up. He's tired because everybody goes to stop him and hit him every single week. If you're going to target somebody on the Dallas defense, he's the guy you're going to target. Any fear that Micah Parsons blows this game up against the Eagles on Saturday?
5: Not at all. Not at all. And it just comes from this office of being as talented as they are. Um, I mean, I, I I like my chances with Jordan a Who's back to playing at that, that that high level now that you know his shoulder is not you know uh, affecting his play now. And we all know Lane Johnson loved it. It wasn't until Lane Johnson left the game that he came in and he had a couple of plays which he dictated tempo. I you want to play against guys like that. This offensive line is, is 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 you know ready to play against that. Especially him talking the way he was talking about their quarterback. He's going to, he's going to, you know, fill the raft and the game plan won't be, all right, we're going to option off. I mean, they'll, they'll still have the read option and RPOs with Garner Mitchell. It'll just be more uh, equated either handing it off or passing the ball. It won't be the, the, the running effect in that zone read. It'll be like Foles and what Foles did in 2017, you know, given Billy, all right, he can either hand it off or he can throw the slant pass or the comeback route on the front side. That'll be the game plan. And to me, that's a pretty daggone good game plan because you still option it off him and his skill set, but you have a means of getting the ball out in a passing route as opposed to you know running it, you know, with the, with their quarterback or just handing it off. So it'll still be an RPO. It'll just be more suited to Garland Menchu's, um his assets of being a passer and, uh, and 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 just handing the ball off. But Parsons, the game plan should be, and I think they are going to do it, run right at him. Put all 370 pounds, 360 pounds of of Jordan Malata on his back and see how that goes for the entirety of a game. See how he likes those apples, you know. Him coming off the ball on on Michael Parsons, I'll take that all day because eventually, you know, the laws of physical start going, you know, in our favor, you know what I'm saying. That motion will get going and he's not going to be able to stop all that coming off on him. Landon Dickerson and Jordan Malata double team him. That's a match made in heaven to me. Just run right at them. I think they uh, are probably looking out for something
4: that you're describing, which means I think they're going to try and move Parsons all over the field. But we won't yep. know that till Saturday. All right, coming up next here on Birds 365, Eric Edholm. We've had him on before. Does a great job covering the entire NFL for NFL.com. Very good about the draft. We make them a draft question or two. But we're going to certainly talk Eagles and Cowboys and all things week 16 in the NFL with Eric Edholm of NFL.com
0: next here on Birds 365. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missinelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
3: Number one, Jeff D. Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $30,995 or $339 per month. New RAMs starting at only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D. Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown. Big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest
1: expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401Ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
4: Streaming in here on Birds 365, fifty some odd hours, the Eagles Cowboys. I'm going to talk about that game and several other things with our next guest from NFL.com, Eric Edholm, good enough to jump aboard with me, Jody Mack and uh, Barrett Brooks. Ee, here's where I want to start with you. I'm just uh, reading Dak Prescott quotes leading up to this game, and he said. This is a statement about ourselves. We have to make a statement about ourselves coming into the game. They played some very good games, some very big. Is he being dismissive? Didn't he learn anything from Micah Parsons last week, talking about Jalen Hurts? Is it about the team or is it about? He's not giving the Eagles any credit. It's all about the Cowboys, this Eagles Cowboys matchup on Sunday. You buying what Dak Prescott is saying about his team?
11: Well, first of all, good morning, you guys. Uh, good to be on with you, Barry. <laughs> morning, morning, in The house. That's oh, okay, right. for the career. Okay, okay. I'm a Mizzou guy, so I'll. We'll, we'll, oh, you we'll, went to Mizzou. I will, I'm. I'm mad you didn't, but that's all right. We'll we'll, t- we'll <laughs> see that one for later. But
5: um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they, they didn't even recruit me, man. Which was crazy. How no. did you not recruit oh. me? You know, <laughs> okay, the
11: early '90s Mizzou stories give me PTSD. We'll put right. those aside, man. I, I. Let's let's focus on the present. The 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 quality Eagles. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know that it's that dismissive but look this is obviously a, a, a bloodthirsty rivalry here and, and I think the the Cowboys on the, it's funny because they know their fate in the sense that you know catching the Eagles this isn't going to happen but at the same time they also smell a little blood in the water I think and they're going to take their opportunity to you know, to, to, to make sure that they're in the moment and that they're going to be the ones sort of asserting themselves, at least in their minds or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know what, how it's going to play out, but it is, it is always fun when, uh, you know, you hear the guys talk and you kind of read between the lines and try to figure out exactly what they're saying. But, you know, for Dak, it's always been like this season anyway, like two steps forward, one back. I mean, you know, he's, he's been really good, but you know, the injury obviously kind of threw off his season a little bit. And right when you start to think this offense might Dallas offense might be turning the corner, uh, you know, they, they have some moments that can't put a couple teams away this year where you say to yourself, are they missing that kind of killer instinct a little bit? So maybe they're kind of putting a little self-applied pressure there too.
5: Well, I, at the end of the day, you know, the, the they're trying to still make it like there's no rivalry between the Eagles and and – Dallas, you know, which is BS. You know, I, I, I've i lived in that world. Sure. Uh, for, you know, I got drafted to that world. But looking at them player for player, I just think that this Eagles team is just a far superior team. And I think they understand it. So I think that's a little bit of a squawking by them, just knowing that, uh, you know, they got to come and put their big boy pants against this, against this Eagles team. Yeah, know I, would, that team.
11: I would love to see like what would have happened had Dallas been in the NFC South this year, just for, you know, to see like, would they, <laughs> would their record be, you know, I mean, would they be killing everybody, but you're right. I mean, so far this season Philly's been the better team. I still think Dallas is dangerous. You know, they have a, they have a turnover creating defense. They do have playmakers on offense. Dak can get hot there. You know, there's some factors that I think make them a good football team, but I just don't know that it's been to the consistent level to what Philly has shown this year. And, you know, if they can't win this one, you know, given that that hurts is banged up and, and you know, that the circumstances around what they need, the, then then I think we really start kind of questioning their credentials for you know, just beyond making the playoffs.
4: Eric, two part question. Part one. Do you have a uh, MVP vote this year?
11: I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I go around telling women at
4: bars I do, but I don't. I'm sorry, you know? I'm sorry. Good job, Ben. We're sorry if we're ready. I'm married. I'm married. My wife's <laughs> there are 400 people watching this right now. Hopefully, they can keep it between us. <laughs> um, then, if you don't, good. This is a good, uh, question you go ahead and answer and not worry about revealing anything. If you had a vote, and you are of the belief that it's a fluid situation on a weekend, week out basis, how you play, comparing players to other players to decide who should be on top and get your vote. At this stage right now, before, if I had asked you this question, Sunday at four o'clock, as the Eagle game just wrapped up, Jalen Hurts had the game. He had a couple interceptions, but threw for over 300 yards uh, A.J. Brown, new all-time receiving record, ran for three more. What else is new? Him running for touchdowns. If you add Jalen Hurts as your MVP as of Sunday, does it change because he got hurt? He's probably going to miss this game if they win. He's probably going to sit the last two games. We'll not know how injured he is or isn't because the Eagles won't tell us. Right. How does his not playing to finish out the season – affect your mvp vote if you thought he was the mvp and please tell us who you thought was your mvp as of sunday afternoon when the football was over and done with it really is a great question and i you know just for context
11: like i i just did my pro bowl snubs you know i i was able to get the rosters a tad early i guess that's one of the perks of working for the nfl it's my first year there so uh but yeah i mean isaac sumalo made it you know i'm thinking of eagles guys that i put on there but you often had to sit there and say, well, they missed two games early in the year. Do we, do we hold that against them? You know, uh, he's hurt now. How does that affect the, you know, obviously players win awards without playing the full slate of games. It has happened. MVP might be held to a little bit of a different standard. And I don't know, this isn't quite 2017 Carson Wentz, but look, you know, I think there were people that prior to that, that end zone dive that he made against LA out there, might've been on track to been some people's MVP, which is kind of crazy to think about now, but still, I mean, that's, it's amazing what one injury or one game can, can do to change the narrative. So I thought Hertz had a really good chance. I thought, I thought part of it was maybe voter interest in maybe the someone new, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's a, a fair factor to raise or not. You guys can tell me what you think, but it's always cool when you see a player go from intriguing to interesting to very, very good, right, you know, in a three-year span because it doesn't always happen that way, and we've seen Jalen make those steps, and he's in, you know, full command even with a couple picks on Sunday. I thought he played well overall. I mean, you know, it was around four stairs, but, but he – he responded in a big way with a, with a bad shoulder. So it's kind of performance that you say to yourself, it's deserving of an MVP. But is Patrick too good? Is is he going to end up racking up forty three or four touchdowns by the end of the year and and over five thousand yards? I think he's at forty five hundred right now. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's really tough. You know, missing one game can can end up having a a pretty big effect, especially for Jalen, who's, you know, doesn't quite have the passing heft. You know, I think there are seven or eight guys ahead of him in the passing yards. Again, should those things be the, the biggest factor? Probably not, but to, to some voters, it may matter a lot.
5: Yep. Well, at this point, at least they're seeing into our fishbowl, the fishbowl we've been looking at for the past year. Yep. So, I mean, at least they're taking notice, man, but you know, just looking at the game and looking forward to Saturday and from an X and O standpoint, being an office alignment, I truly believe that we can run on that defense. And that's the, I think that'll be a major force in the game plan. I just think that you know they're gonna pass a little more. But what do you think of being this offensive line and how they're gonna run against uh the Dallas defense?
11: Yeah, I forget who said it. Somebody on Twitter had a pretty good line about the Eagles offensive line. They're like, All right, it's week 10 or whatever it was at the time. I, I've stopped trying to look for a weakness in this group, and it's true, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, right, I mean, right. there's really not a, a, a a single individual player where you say, I don't know. You can maybe exploit that. Now when Jordan was hurt for that little stretch early in the season, I mean, that obviously changed things a little bit, but I agree. I mean, I think they, they absolutely can, can have that kind of effect and, and, you know, change their DNA a little bit. They're malleable enough where they, you know, we saw, for instance, against Chicago, I was watching the game. I don't think miles had his first touch until, It you know, pretty well into the second quarter. So if they need to go that route, if that's the game plan, if that's who you're facing, if that just the way it turns out, fine. If you need to go the opposite direction and really kind of lean into the run game and the screen game and all that stuff, you can do it as well. So I think that's, that's also another element to what makes them dangerous. And, you know, I would say Dallas defensively has been, you know, for the most part, so-so against the run, I would say. You know, they had that that little stretch, I want to say, against the – it was two playoff teams. It was the Vikings and Giants games where they looked pretty darn good. And, yeah, and you yeah, know, you said, yeah. wow, okay, they, maybe they, their run defense has really improved. And the last game against Jacksonville, I think they had like 180, 90 yards on the ground. So, you know, it gives an indication that if they're not forcing turnovers on that side of the ball, they could have a little trouble
4: stopping them. All right, Eric, unquestionably, the NFC East has been the best division in football this year. And we're only two years removed from it being the NFC least when the uh, the, the football team made the playoffs below 500 as the divisional winner. So it's, the, the pendulum swings pretty quickly in yep. the NFL. And the NFC East is where you have to have your eyeballs on Sunday. Certainly Eagles-Cowboys, the number one game. But the other two teams that right now are in the playoff hunt the commanders and the giants are both playing good games this week giants in minnesota against the vikings who yes locked up their division so it'll be interesting to see how they play but they want to keep it rolling toward the playoffs and the 49ers and commanders in san francisco so uh, nice little testers for the other teams in the nfc east if you can only watch one of those two games, which, oh, by the way, you can watch both because one's at one o'clock and <laughs> one's at right. four o'clock. But if you had to make the choice, which one would you rather watch? Giants, Vikings, prob- Commanders, 49ers.
11: Yeah, I would probably say <laughs> – I would probably say Washington at San Fran. I think that's the game that – I actually think I may have that game to, to write about for, okay. the, for NFL.com. I could be wrong. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – to me, I mean, first of all, the 49ers are fascinating. You know, I mean, you guys are having the discussion about what it might be like without Jalen for a game or two, if that's the case. And and they're obviously on their third quarterback now and you know, it's, it's completely changed the, the scenario yet. They're still rolling up offensively. and And like you said, Washington is in that spot that they've kind of put themselves in even by winning, you know, six out of seven or whatever it was. And then, you know, tying and losing to the giants has all of a sudden kind of derailed them and questioned whether Heineke's the guy There's just maybe a little bit, uh, you know, more elements up in the air. We men- mentioned Carson Wentz earlier. He could still factor into this playoff race. I mean, that's, that's reality because I don't know that we've seen enough out of Heineke, at least from Ron Rivera's voice and judging his words to feel comfortable about that, but credit the giants. They look like they were kind of sliding off the cliff, but they, they dug a few fingernails in there and they're still they're
4: still hanging on. All right, But I got to ask you this one because I know you watched it. How badly were the commanders stiffed by the referees at the end of that game on Sunday night? First, the illegal guy wasn't on the line penalty, yeah. which he kind of checked with the ref to see if he was OK. And the ref said nothing. Then he throws the flag. Right. And then the final play pretty obvious pass interference that they decided to let him play yeah how do you prep if you're washington this week just putting that behind you because i'd be pretty ticked off if i was still a commander player
11: yeah I, i know ron rivera a little bit and i suspect i don't know but i suspect his message was something to the effect of look we guys we can't control the refs we can only control ourselves were the refs bad in the last five minutes of that game and maybe further than that. Absolutely. Were the giants bad in the last five minutes? I, you know, I thought so they made mistakes as well, but Washington can look themselves in the mirror and say, we didn't execute. We didn't finish this game off. We let them build a, what a 10, nothing leader or whatever, what two score lead. I know. So, you know, I would guess that Ron's message is we cannot put the game in a position where the refs potentially could take it away from us or decide the, the outcome. And, you know, I mean, it's been a minute since they beat a quality team that I well, I guess the Eagles would be the last one, although yeah. that was a lot closer than a two score game. But, you know, it until the final moments or whatever. But yeah, they have to make sure that they put themselves in a position where no one or two bad calls can can tilt the game back to the opponent. I know that's a little bit of coach speak and a little bit, but seriously, if that's that's what it takes then uh, to get to coax the their best out of them that's what they got to do at this point who would you say is the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC I mean I mentioned San Francisco earlier I realized Brock Purdy is the quarterback but that defense is no joke I mean I think they're really really good on that side of the ball and you know it sort of feels like we're in a league now where there are a lot of Decent to, you know, above average quality, good defenses, but not very many great ones. And I think I'd have to put them, you know, pretty much ever since Kansas City shellacked them, they've been lights out, especially in the second half. And, you know, that that matters. I mean, if you get into a low scoring game and, and, you know, one turnover, one one poor series can really tilt the game. I don't dismiss Minnesota like some people do, but obviously their defense is the problem right now. Tampa Bay, I don't know what to make of them. I might put Dallas second on that list. So the Eagles have a pretty good – I mean, I wouldn't say the freeway is clear, but there are three or four lanes to choose from and <laughs> only a few cars to, to try to avoid. Well, in, in saying that
5: then, how would you compare the Eagles' defense – to, because right now we're number two and the 49ers are number one right we can stop the run now with the addition to sue and 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 um and joseph yeah i mean what would you put us at right now is as compared to them
11: i think it's gotta be yeah it's probably top five right and and you know obviously cj's come in and been great without a whole lot of prep time and and you know you've seen slay in the corners do their job and and it's, you know, you don't have that middle of the field problem that was seemed like for years, Eagles were looking for quality linebackers. I mean, they, they've gotten good quality play out of, I think, every unit this year. So, yeah, I mean, if you think about like actual weaknesses on this defense, I can't think of one right now because their sack rate is incredible. They could have four, you know, double digit sack performers um, uh, like the the inter- you know, the turnover rate is exceptional. I would have to say that other than maybe a couple little holes in the run defense, you know, you might you could make the argument they're they're
4: second or third right there. Okay. All right. Um, jump over to the AFC for a second with me, if you would, yep. Eric. Uh, Eagles, Barrett and I are both way out there on a limb and suggesting the Eagles are going to win at least one of their last three games and have home field advantage throughout the yes. playoffs. AFC much more so to be decided, still to be determined, as to who's going to have home field advantage, uh, Chiefs and or uh, uh, Bills. I guess the uh, Bengals could still potentially sneak in there and get into the mix because they've got a big game left against Buffalo. How important is home field advantage in the AFC?
11: Yeah, I think so. probably maybe arguably more so in the NFC, but I don't know. I I, I guess you could look at it two different ways, but yeah, just having that advantage. And, you know, there've been obviously times when, when teams have gotten that extra week of rest and and they've come out a little slow against a team that maybe has had to claw their way into the playoffs or to win a division or whatever it may be. Sometimes that works for the team in the sense that the one that's resting
4: is a little out of source. They haven't had those, those live, you know, yeah, two, uh, two for two last year, Tennessee right. lost green Bay lost. The two there teams had to buy both got beat at home the week after.
11: I remember writing that earlier this season and looking back and it happened far more than I realized, you know? So uh, obviously getting late season rest, every player's dream, right? Barrett, I mean, like, you know, how nice is that? But uh, at the same time, it, it can also it depend on, I think what the rest of the race is like, how many, you know, teams are, are having to kind of scratch their way in. But, you know, the AFC, I don't know that it's set, but like right now you've got to make a case for me to for New England or, or the Jets to be playoff bound because, you know, neither has really looked it and they've got to, you know, get some work done to get in there. So I think Miami's dangerous in the AFC, even with their little recent skid. I don't trust the Chargers yet, even though I I'd, I'd love to see Justin Herbert. Nobody well. trusts the
5: Chargers yet.
11: I, you can't. You're like, yeah, you just bro lend me some money. Absolutely <laughs> not. No way, dude. No, I've seen
4: this before,
11: you know. So Baltimore, they've fallen off. I don't know what to make of them. Tennessee. So really, I think it comes down to Buffalo, Kansas City, Bengals, obviously. And then I would argue Miami would be that.
5: That fourth team, so maybe just a little deeper in terms of title contenders. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing, you know, and, and just looking at it. Um, then you look at the MVP race, and of course, you know, we, we spoke on it before, Jalen Hurts not being. But I want to say this on the and on the, on the um, AFC side. I mean, who do you think is better? Is it is it you know, Patrick Mahomes, or do you think it's Allen? I mean, who's the guy?
11: Yeah, I mean it's really hard I I I think Patrick has been really good I think I think Josh has been a little bit too up and down he had that stretch in the middle of the year you know they lost the game to the Vikings where he threw the end zone pick and they had about 16 chances to win that game and they and they went 0 for 16 or whatever so it, it really has been tough but I would say that you know even with Mahomes having a think he's got like 12 interceptions this year a little higher than normal 11 12 whatever the number is so you know have the turnovers been a little bit more uh, frequent than we've seen in years past yes but I would still make a case for him I mean for yeah Mahomes over Allen I might even argue that Joe Burrow has, has had a at least lately you know after the 0-2 start has had a, a stronger last Eight or ten games than Allen has overall. He's been banged up too. So Allen. So yeah, I mean, other than obviously you know Hertz and Justin Jefferson and a couple guys in the NFC, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go past those three quarterbacks
4: in the AFC for even being in the discussion for for the race. Eric, we've had you on the show before, more draft related than anything else, because we know how good you are in evaluating players. <laughs> Thank you. Toward the draft. Uh, and you've done a great job analyzing the NFL for us today, but I do want to tap into your expertise. Just one quick question. And we're going to yeah. have you back out again when we get closer to the draft. We got the playoffs coming up. You got two quarterbacks that are going to go very high in the draft, playing in either the ball games, I know the playoffs I've been debating this back and forth with guys all year. And my take is they're very close, but if you had to put CJ Stroud and Bryce young in an order, what order would you have them? And what do you think the difference is between the two guys right now? Knowing that evaluation can still change with how they play in the ball game, with how they play uh, the combine, whatever else sure. factors into it. But right now, how do you have the two of them ranked and how big a difference is there between them?
11: You know, I'm going to throw your curveball, Jody. You know, I am. I'm going to do it. Okay, I- Give it to
4: me. I'm always ready for a curve. I, so the last few weeks, I've, I've been trying to catch. You're up not going to tell me that there's someone else other than one of those two. We'll see. We'll see. You Got to hang oh, in there. You're you not. Know? <laughs> you and you are stretching it out. A, you know, Will Levis? Are you kidding me? Oh, oh Stop wait! It.
11: Oh wait! Oh wait! Here's the well. First of all, Will Levis is far more appreciated and liked in the scouting community than he is on Twitter. I mean, I'm just saying, like as a fact. <laughs> and I'm a
4: Twitter <laughs> guy. I, I watch games. You know, I watch games. And I, I know you do. I wait Same as you. Nobody no watches games like you do, man. Overrated. Oh my God, is he overrated? By I, he's, somebody's couch.
11: he's he's a he's a ball of clay, and I mean you gotta you have to mold him, and and he took in my mind he played better last year than he did this season. Yeah, I didn't watch every throw or every game, but I watched enough to feel pretty good about that play tough kid played through an ankle injury played through, was it a shoulder? I'm trying to remember some kind of upper body injury as well. So he was out there a little bit banged up. I can't excuse the fumbles and the interceptions and the poor decisions. There are some out there. It's the same kind of discussion. I'm not comparing them apples to apples, but same discussion we had with Josh Allen, just at a higher level sec versus um, you know, the mountain West. So obviously that, that plays in Levis's favor, the other guy that I'll mention, Anthony Richardson from Florida, you have to, you know, you have to look through some some poor reps as well with him. You you can't just say, "Wow, that's a you know gorgeous thrower." No, I mean he's had plenty of throws where he's looked like he needs development. But there are some people convinced that Richardson might end up being the best quarterback of the entire lot. Is that because it not- hurts? Is that because it hurts? And Adam. That's a, that's a really good question. I think I'm going to write on that subject. Yeah, where it's like you have these thickly built quality runners who have great arm strength and they have the mental toughness to, to survive not only hits, but also the demands put on a quarterback. It's all there. You just got to kind of fine tune it. You guys remember watching Hertz at Alabama as a freshman. Did anybody think this was going to be an NFL quarterback? I'm sorry. Maybe as a running back. That's what I saw. He was, was Bill like a running back. And yep. as yep. each year, he kept stacking. He said, okay, he's taking strides. He's gotten better. Levis is older, too. That's the only thing. He's going to be 24, I think, at some point during his rookie year. So
4: at least he's younger than Hendon Hooker. I know <laughs> some right. stuff. I think Barrett's younger than Hendon Hooker, as a matter of fact. Watch it. Him- I can't pull it off, but Barry can. You can, Eric. <laughs>
11: I'm, I'm turning 47 in a few days. I, I don't, I don't like to joke about the age as much
4: anymore. So, like, uh, hey, at least the first number isn't six. Big,
0: big guy. Yeah,
4: LA,
11: <laughs> Touche. Yeah, this is really going to be an interesting group. I, I think all of them have at least sort of one Achilles' heel, if you will. Bryce Young's going to measure in at five ten, one ninety. He's not really a runner. You know, and he had to play through injuries, too. It's like, are you going to take that with the first pick of the draft? And I love the guy. I love watching him play. I, all I know is that Eagles draft pick, you know, you're, you're hoping for those guys to all play well during the pre-draft process. It makes it that right. much more valuable if you want to move down.
7: I agree. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah,
4: you did a great job analyzing for us. You didn't answer my question. Forget <laughs> Leavitt, forget Richardson, forget I everybody take young. else. Young, I take young Stroud, what's the one-two young. order? And how much of a difference is there between the two?
11: CJ's, a, I think, a good pocket passer and could work really well on a team like the, the Rams. To me, he's like Jared Goff. Like, I think that's the kind of player he is. When 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 the structure is there, when when he's got quality receivers, and a good offensive line, and, you know, his first read and his second read are open, boy, all options are out there. I think he's, but it's, I don't think he's a creator. I just think he's he's got limitations. So I would take Young, who I think, processes a little faster and seems to have a little bit more off script playmaking ability.
5: Yeah. I get uh, it too. That, I get that. that, that too. That's
4: yeah. funny. I, I would like to compare Stroud to a Rams quarterback, not a former one, the current one. I think he's going to be more Stafford. like. Stafford. I think he's got a, a he's got really the arm. Solid arm and yeah. he's going to be able to put up numbers in the league. I guess uh, so- you put up great numbers for us today, Eric. Thank you much for hopping on. Appreciate it, I'm going to be reaching back to you again to get you on uh, toward the playoffs. And then certainly leading up to the draft this year, Thanks much. Have a happy holiday, my friend. Yes, you guys as well, Appreciate and all you, listeners.
11: Man. Have a great uh, Christmas holiday, whatever you celebrate. Who's, Thank who's you guys. Who's
4: Missouri playing in the bowl this year? Uh, Wake
11: Forest. We've got uh, hoops tonight, football uh, tomorrow. So, or yeah, I guess I got that right. So <laughs> oh and two, baby. Let's go.
5: You got all it. Right Eric, a-
4: Eric, a- Eric, <laughs> Eric Ed from uh, NFL.com. We should have him on as a Yahoo guy. He uh, moved his uh, tact and computer is uh personal computer over to the nfl.com did a great job uh promo uh previewing eagles cowboys and the entire week 16 in the nfl barrett and i don't need to get on the record just yet because he'll be on later today and again tomorrow before the game but i got one more eagle question to give barrett uh something to think about coming up next here on birds 365
3: Number one, Jeff D. Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own. Not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only thirty nine ninety five, dollars or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D. Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown. Big finish sales
1: event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401Ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
9: We got Barrett Brooks in for Donnie
4: Mac, who's over at the Novacare Complex waiting to hear from Nick Sirianni uh, with our continued Eagle coverage here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. All right, uh, Barrett, know you're coming up with D-Gun and Rob Ellis later. I guarantee you they will not ask you this question
7: because they are <laughs> not
4: nearly as obsessed with hypothetical questions as I am. Sorry, I've been doing sports talk on the radio for a long time. Um, here's the situation. Eagles up by four points on Saturday. About eight minutes to go in the game. Cowboys have the ball. They're down four, so they need a touchdown to take the lead. Field goal won't even tie it. Eight minutes to go. They got fourth and five at their own, at the Eagle 45-yard line. So they could choose to kick a field goal, but it would be 58 or whatever a significant long field goal sneaking up on 60 yards they decide to go for it on a fourth and five eight minutes to go down four points the matchup is on the left-hand side brandon graham against jason peters you know full well the cowboys are throwing the football so the dn's job is to get to the quarterback It's big old JP against, not as big,
5: but almost as old, Brandon Graham. Who wins that one-on-one individual battle? I'm sorry, JP. And it's not just because he's a player for Dallas now, but I just think that Brandon Graham has found a fountain of youth. And he just has passed. Like, you know, Coach said, Coach Serrano said he was born to rush the passer. He was born to rush the passer. He can be about this low from the ground, coming around the corner, and still make it there. Stay up and make a play, man. He is. He Brandon Graham has taken it to another level in his pass rushing moves and how he plays the game, man. He always comes up big. Always comes up big. Came up big in Indianapolis. Came up big when they in the Super Bowl. He'll come up big and make it happen, man. Sack fumble
4: and we'll see if that's the way it plays out I
5: create the greatest hypotheticals
4: in the world and then most of them don't ever happen but it makes it fun for uh conversation and talking <laughs> always fun talking and hanging with you big guy tell Appreciate uh, it, man. And mr gunn i send my regards later on this afternoon on sports take and enjoy the game on saturday we'll be catching you on nbc as well all weekend yes sir Precision. That is uh Big Barrett Brooks filling in for John McMullen here with us on Birds365. It is Thursday, which means we got a Friday show yet to go. And McMullen will be here both hours tomorrow. So come back for more Mac and Mac tomorrow in two-and-two. Two.
2: You've been listening to Birds365. <laughs>